Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the TNT Podcast, episode 9. And once again, we have been encompassed by a delectable medley of footballing splendor over the past week. And our usual lineup of the five of us has been kind of uh, dismantled by various issues. But nevertheless, we are here to provide some interesting perspectives (laughs) on the latest footballing news and hot topics. And definitely, we will have a wonderful, like, 45 minutes or so. Um, so, yeah, today we have our United and Arsenal fans with me. Uh, so, Vikas and Arjun, you can introduce yourself and say hi. Hey, guys. What's up, guys? Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but and, uh, by the way, before Pramod forgets, uh, please do follow us on Spotify and YouTube. We are available on both platforms. Um, also, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And uh, also follow us on Instagram at the next team SG. Uh, where you can participate in weekly fan polls and stand a chance to get uh, featured on our show uh, on a segment called Shots from the Stands, uh, which you guys will see later on in um, the show today. Yeah. Mm. And one survey actually says it takes 1.6 seconds for you to click the subscribe or follow button. So <laughs> it, barely, it barely takes you any time to do it. So please There's some do great it. statistics. Some right there. There's some straight facts by Pramod. Yeah. I always speak facts. As I will do in this show. Anyway. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> Go on. Okay, let's move on to our first major topic of discussion. So, I guess we cannot forget the intense North London derby that we witnessed. Or rather, Arjun was a mid big part of, I guess. Mid-table clash. <laughs> yeah, mid-table clash between <laughs> underwhelming <laughs> London teams. <laughs> but Of course. Okay, so definitely, yeah, all of us would have known Arsenal will be taught for them. I don't know whether it was an upset. I don't see it as an upset, but what do you think, Arsenal? Uh, what do you think, Arjun? <laughs> what do you think, Arsenal? Uh, yes, of course, I represent Arsenal. I synonymize your name with the team already. La, so yeah, I'm the face of Arsenal FC, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, so basically, yeah, I was quite surprised by how passive Tottenham were. But I guess that's just the kind of football that Tottenham play under Mourinho, especially against teams that, that have a bit more quality in them. Uh, we were playing mm. on the front foot for most of the game. And to be honest, uh, I didn't even see them scoring, honestly, the way they were playing. But yeah, it was just a tremendous piece of skill uh, from from, uh, from uh, uh, Lamella. <laughs> Lamella, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that was just insane. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I, I don't know where they came I from. I wasn't even like, watching yeah, the match and I got the notification. I saw the goal. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you did that in the... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is insane. Like, to do that in the North that, London derby, I mean, regardless whether you got sent off, all that is fine. Lah, but I think I think the footballing <laughs> gods were like, okay, you're going to have a freaking blinder later. So I'm going to give you like yeah. a nice goal to celebrate. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, like, the he, thing is, he has scored a Ravana before, right? Um, in yeah, Europa in the League, Europa, Europa League, League match. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I was about. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. He's, so, he's probably practices this a lot. Uh, correct. Like to pull it off. <laughs> no, but and it's, it's, the, it's the fact that it, it goes along the ground and like, it's, mm. it, and he and he nutmegs Partey by the way. Yeah, yeah I saw that. I mean, <laughs> just okay, the I can't really call it a nutmeg, like, He's trying to block it. So I don't think it was pre-planned. It was just on the on, on Yeah, I know, but it's just, just, like, just the way they happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. But I mean, like Lame, the player. I mean, if that guy can score that kind of goals, you would expect more from Lamela, I guess, like overall as a player. But I don't think mm. he's been. He's just been like at 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 his best at he's like he's like you know you know what's the now? most ironic thing yeah. I was listening to the podcast and uh, the podcast <laughs> I was listening to the commentary yeah and then they were like Lamela was bought to replace Bale 
and then in this match both of them are playing side by side <laughs> <laughs> that's quite funny so, honestly essentially yeah, that yeah, shows the circle of like viciousness and like this like this is shit housey that spurs are like they always bottle the big things yeah. which are, which we, we also come to that later on now but yeah it's just oh, don't worry we will we will come to that <laughs> It's just it's just the story of Spurs lah. They have never like it's, as as themselves yeah. to be like as Gigino uh, Chilini said ah, uh, it's the history of the Tottenham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, personally, I feel um with Arsenal, right? I think they were always having a good chance, especially if they, they if they didn't press like the self destruct button. If like Luis or I don't know Sabios don't make their mistakes of you know back passing and stuff like that, I think they had a good chance because. You could see how Tottenham were like playing super negatively and on the back foot. So yeah, yeah, like it was a it was a it was a good performance. But once again, it maybe further highlights whether Mourinho is bringing this club to the next level because after this whole week, this was this week was a terrible week for them. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I and and I I just I don't see a clear plan under him. It just seems that they are relying on Kane and Son to like produce that moment of magic to yeah. get them over the line. Yeah. Like there was no there was no structure to how they built up player like over the ninety minutes. Mm. The it even the goal was uh, against a run of player. Like, yeah, were, it like, was. It was, and and, yeah. and to be honest, most of the time you wouldn't have come off. Uh, let's be honest. Yeah. No, but to be fair, it's only that it's only because Lamela practices it a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he happened to be in that position, so like there is no there is no process uh, with them. I feel. Yeah, yeah. I I think like with them, right? They never actually. Play good football to get results, which you see them. I mean, the certain results they've gotten is not because of the good football they played, lah. It's just individual moments of brilliance, like Pramo likes to say, is is really been like um, very good players bailing them out and in times of uh, crisis when they are not playing that well. Mm. And I think Lamela. I mean, it it seemed like Lamela had done that, and, and I mean, fair play to Arsenal. They actually, I watched like a decent portion of the game, and I thought Arsenal yeah. were. Always better than Spurs. Like Spurs were not not even close, and I yeah, I don't know. I felt like David Luiz played yeah. very well. Like I don't know, just like my own observation. Dude, honestly, David Luiz has had had a they had good nothing season. to do actually. He had, had, had Luiz and yeah. Overall, he's had actually had yeah. a pretty good season. I would say it's just that the 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 because of his reputation and like he he makes that one or two mistakes per season and then his it gets scrutinized and all his good work gets ignored which i think is not fair to him yeah but i think that's a lie for defender la. i feel like yeah defender a margin for error is very very little especially yeah, I, I, and i agree yeah. but i would say that he is not as bad as people put him like yeah, make, yeah. Out, make him out to be yeah. definitely he's not as bad the, he's like i would say equivalent to maguire in our club in, Bro, in terms of no 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 in term, no no what i'm maguire saying is improved, in terms of he's the best defender in the club maguire is the best defender in our club As is David Luiz, you know. Really. To other rival fans, they. No, what? Who's better than Maguire? No, 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 no Maguire. Uh, David Luiz, oh. is he? Would you say he's your best defender? I don't think uh, he's ever better. Right now, in terms of like, if you combine like all the factors like experience, like actual defending ability, his ability to, to he the his ability to play out of the back. Yeah, I would say he's the best. Uh, but obviously, in the future, I I still think like players like Gabriel and hopefully Saliba. What about okay? Yeah. What about holding? Just curious. Like, wasn't he very good? Holding player? is a squad player. Yeah, he he will come in for like, maybe he maybe like when we rotate the team, he will come in. But he's definitely not. He def, def he's definitely not being seen as the starting centre back. Ah, uh. uh, okay. I know we we mm. we uh, offered him a contract recently. I think I think he extended his contract for another three years. Oh, okay. But yes. even then, I don't think he's being seen as that starting centre back. I think he's just being used as a squad player. Yeah. 
Arjun, any mm. words on Kiran Tierney? I think you love him, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's just <laughs> magnificent. Huh? Like, do, saw, you see, uh, do you see his run to beat Doherty? Uh, what? <laughs> what is it? Oh, absolutely skinned. Huh? Oh. <laughs> I think, wasn't that Smith, though? For the goal? No, that was, that was Tierney. Oh, that was Tierney. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, Smith-Rowe had an amazing... I was watching him. Also. Yeah, Smith-Rowe. Wow. I, I feel like this the, guy. <laughs> the incorporation of Smith-Rowe and Odegaard has completely transformed our team, like, creatively speaking. Like, we're actually like, creating chances yeah, now. They're, like, taking over all the OGs, like Lacazette, Aubameyang. Yeah. They're all, like, starting to drop off. They want oh, this yeah. Saka, Smith-Rowe, Odegaard. So, like, I, I, would say, I would say Lacazette, honestly, he's, he's done well uh, this season. Like, oh, yeah, I'm saying, like, in terms of impact on the team, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, Lacazette has yeah. been a big part of our upturn informer. Like, we... Mm-hmm. We, we, we've been playing him more consistently in the number 9 role. And he's so good at linking up play, right? And it, and it, I think it brings out the best of, out of the players that you mentioned, like Saka, Smith-Rowe. Um, hopefully, Martinelli is going to get a few more minutes right now. Oh, yeah. I completely yeah. forgot about uh, you. Uh, yeah. Sorry? Yeah, it's Martin, like, Martinelli, Martin, like, yeah. he doesn't even play nowadays, right? As much as he used to. Uh, no, uh, so here's the thing. There's like this working theory going around that he's being given the Foden treatment, like what Pep did last season. Uh-huh. So the reason is uh, because, uh, I don't know whether you all remember, but last season, remember when he was on this crazy run and then he got injured and then he's been out until like recently. Yep. Like last, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year, December. Mm. So when he came back, right, uh, he got like a, he got like this continuous run of like re-injuries or, or injury niggles. Uh, and then okay. uh, Arteta thought, I think Arteta is thinking that, okay, maybe it's not good to rush him back. And like, because we have, a lot of attacking players right now that are competing for spots also which is another factor which is why maybe that's why he's not getting as many minutes and if I'm not wrong he's been he's given he's being uh, given individual uh, training sessions uh, uh, for shooting practice because Arteta sees him in the long term as our number 9 mm. Mm. so I think yeah just I think giving him time to transition into a number because he he himself was uh, envisioning himself as a winger but then because of how good he is at running in behind and, and how, how lethal he is in the box, I think Ateta is trying to convince him to, to make that, that change and that's going to take time and that's why maybe he's not getting minutes. If you look at his record as a centre-forward last season, right, he played nine games in the number nine role, he scored seven and assisted one, I think, if I'm wrong. So that's pretty impressive huh, for someone who's not even supposed to be a centre-forward. And I definitely agree mm-hmm. with that, that he should be our number nine going forward huh, mm-hmm. like in the future. He definitely has all the attributes to succeed there. So that's my just hope. Just hope he doesn't like leave the club. Like I Sancho hope he doesn't. Uh. All this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, Martinelli, he, we just extended his contract last season. Uh. So okay. like, yeah. I feel like we are building the team around him and Saka. Mm, and Smith Rowe. Uh. I yeah, think yeah. Like, like if I won't I won't be surprised if Smith Rowe gets an extension in the summer. He would probably will. Uh. Do you think Odegaard deserves has shown enough to stay at Arsenal for the long term? Like do you think they should uh, go for him? First, okay, I, like the, the popular sentiment is that everybody wants him to sign permanently. Uh-huh. My thinking is that it's a small sample size. Yes, he's done well. He's definitely improved our team. Uh. Like you look at how fluent we are right now. Yep. Like with like our front four, right? Yep. It's a major, major mm. difference. And I mean, you, you don't get signed by Real Madrid at 15 with no talent. Uh. There, there is a player there. You cannot convince me otherwise. Uh. And I've seen enough to say that, yeah, he, he is a proper talent. Uh, would I sign him permanently? I don't know. With, like, with our situation of maybe not making it to Europe, our finances are going to be even tighter this summer. So, signing him, right? Like, he better succeed uh, if we sign him permanently. Because <laughs> the pressure is going to be on on him. Uh. Like, yeah. it's just the reality. I would sign oh. him on a loan for another year with an, maybe an option to buy. 
that's my perfect that's my ideal signing uh, like ideal structure yeah but, but okay i have a like, spitro plays in the same position right like i've heard a lot of right yeah fans yeah. complain that spitro and odega are in the same position and some people feel mm-hmm. that if odega is going to stay in the number 10 position he's going to like yeah. not allow spitro to become the player he can be like, or yeah, rather yeah, he got the team yeah and that's a fair argument uh. but right now right now it just seems that uh, there is no there is no player in the team that that is the outright number 10 you know what i mean like yeah. he's not an established thing uh, okay. which is which is so for me is fair game uh. like i it doesn't matter how young or like whether you're an academy player if you want to be the starting player for arsenal football club you have to be ready for the competition and odega has definitely done well enough to get minutes as well plus mifro can actually play on the left uh. he played on the left against tottenham mm. and he did very very well in fact that's one of the big reasons why we dominated because we because what we did we pushed tierney very high up almost as if he was an extra left winger and doherty had no idea what to do he he kept he kept finding himself in 2v1 situations and spiffro did very well in that role i still think his best position is in the number 10 but if he wants to start consistently right then he has to keep putting in this performances performances and i hope he does because you always want to see a academy player like thriving and yeah mm. but if it doesn't work yeah. out uh, i think odegaard is another is a good <coughs> option to have as well yeah Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's pivot let's pivot the discussion to maybe another forward player. We talked a bit about Lacazette. And mm. Arjun, do you do you saw the do you see the penalty the 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 tackle on Yeah, Lacazette? yeah, I did. I I personally think it was quite ironic that he miscued the ball so yeah. badly, yeah. but he got lucky in the fact that yeah, 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 it went yeah. through on his leg. So was, if there uh, wasn't a penalty people would have been saying what a like what a what yeah. kind of striker misses their chance. But yeah. he missed it but yet he got the penalty. So I w- yeah, I would uh, say that Lacazette This game in particular, his finishing was pretty pretty poor. I can't lie. He had a chance in the first half as well. He scuffed yeah. a shot, and then and then there was another cutback where he could have he could have gone for the finish at the near post, but he left it for Cedric, which I didn't understand why. Yeah. yeah. So overall, his game was he had a good game, but his finishing I I st- I still feel like he's struggling with his confidence after the yeah. season he had last season. But he's definitely improved and he's done well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then, yeah. I think. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And then maybe before I move on, we can talk a bit about uh, Tottenham and their front three. Because to me, they are in the top three attacking trios in the league, Ooh. and they are clearly mm. not performing to their level. Bale, Son, I don't think it's. Combined. I don't think it's yeah. fair to criticize them per se. I think it's. I feel like yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's like they are. As they in, are they're not being like utilized like to their best. Yeah, as in they are too good to be criticized. I feel like they like. It's, I feel like the system just doesn't allow them to thrive as much as. They probably could lah. Like at this point, I would if I were to compare like United's front three with their front three, their front three is miles better. They have a twenty goal mm. season striker in Kane. Son is world class. Bale is Bale is definitely world class, but I I feel maybe he's maybe lost that consistency which he used to have at Spurs and then at a bit Madrid. Like um, I think man to man they are much better. So I think Mourinho isn't getting the best out of his front three and uh, can't really blame. Um, I feel you can't really blame the front three. It's more to do with the manager itself, and I think it's time for a change at Spurs. Like, uh, I think sacking Poch was the biggest mistake they could have made, and uh, I think they are mm. they're probably regretting the decision right now. But do you not think that Kane has improved under Mourinho? Like he he has, but I I would. Or do you think that's just natural progression? As a I I think I think Kane is that kind of a player. Like he can he's a manager's dream. He can do whatever the manager wants. He was doing so much of the dirty work when Spurs were on form. When Spurs were on form, I think he was. I think Kane was almost at times playing as a centre back. He was winning the ball in midfield and stuff like that. And then 
he was able to feed it to the feed it through the wings for people like son to finish and yeah. yeah i mean you could see the what i mean is that you could see that world class quality in son and kane when both are fit and especially when they were dominating the league at the first half of the season and then yeah. they've sort of tailed off from there i think probably because uh, I'm, i'm not sure what it is actually to be very honest like they have the quality in the squad to do it i'm not sure what's wrong maybe it's the manager maybe it's the the synergy within the squad whatever whether it's like the animosity that morinos uh, dressing room creates i have no idea i mean i'm not i'm not there to see but clearly whatever is happening has not been working maybe morinos needs to review his system maybe he needs to maybe maybe his system doesn't work in this day and age anymore i'm not sure it could be a issue yeah, i mean I, it could be a factor i, I agree with that statement yeah. honestly right i think yeah. i think that's a that's a good segue for another rizala when tottenham got <laughs> dismantled 3-0 by dynamo zagreb in the europa league yeah and i think that again points to what because said about animosity and this aggression maybe breeding in the dressing room that possibly didn't allow them to come back from that defeat from uh, in the not the london derby that possibly like sort of spilled over into the europa league game we should have been comfortable for them but because of that 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 sort of like like but that bite to their mentality they got sort of like i don't know they they couldn't bounce back and i think that was a that's why this week was a terrible week for them so it was a the arsenal game probably like like destroyed their in terms of their, their self esteem and confidence and you could see that in the zagreb midweek game so that was not uh, it wasn't a very it wasn't a, it wasn't a good response from them uh, yeah personally Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I was quite surprised. Uh. Like, I was expecting a very strong response. Uh, given, I mean, you've just lost the North London derby, and you're coming up with that kind of performance. Uh, that's just yeah. That's just not good. But okay, lah. Uh. I mean, like, one mentality isn't there. Yeah, yeah. It's so one very good. I mean, one observation. I know this may not be very good, but I thought something was. I saw something classy from Mourinho at the end of the match. He went over to the dressing room of uh, Dynamo Zagreb and actually congratulated the players. Like, I mean, he. Mm. I mean okay yes they lost fair fair enough it's a horrendous result for them but uh, I thought that was uh, a piece of class from Mourinho like yeah I mean that yeah. that's that's very respectable but yeah. like talking about Tottenham I, I just feel like with the players that they have they should be making a deeper run in this kind of competition uh. definitely definitely I, I agree actually. I saw them as one of the favorites honestly <laughs> even though they weren't really in form I just thought yeah. Yeah, given the Mourinho factor that I feel like I mean, he was br- he was brought in to win the trophy. The last time they won a trophy was like 12 13 years ago something. So yeah. Now they they are only left with one chance. I think if he beat City in the Carabao Cup final he'll probably keep his job. I yeah. still I would say that's a successful season honestly. Mm. Given given that it's been such a long time since they won a trophy. Mm. I think the last league title was like 1960 or something. Then the last 61 I think. <laughs> yeah, and then the last like, ever trophy was like in 2008 or something. So it's yeah. the league cup if you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. So it's been like at least a decade. Uh. So Yeah. Any success would depend on them getting a trophy. And if somehow Mourinho beat City, which I see him doing because always in these one-off games for some reason Pep messes up. <laughs> and like he goes to this weird five at the back, don't know what nonsense formation. But do you find the Carabao Cup? They usually quite solid, ah. <laughs> they won it like the last three years, I think. Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah, so wait. I just want I don't want to side. I want to sidestep just yeah. a bit. Uh, okay. Just yeah. want to give Arteta credit for actually uh, uh, okay. leaving out Abba Mayang for disciplinary issue. That takes a lot of balls to do, lah. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like I just. But unfortunately, he he got brought back in for the Olympiacos game and <laughs> and proceeded to miss a hat trick. 
So <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but uh, hopefully he sorts himself he, out soon. Yeah, I guess it highlights Arteta's like managerial manage man management kind of like. I think Arjun was telling me like off air about how he has read up on military tactics and stuff like that. Right? How military? Yeah, he apparently yeah. during the summer break he talked to like military leaders over Zoom. Wow. And like, yeah. cause I I I feel like he wants to bring that discipline to the to the squad, uh, which we've lacked for quite a some time already. Like, mm. then like that no nonsense attitude when it comes to playing like playing a footballer and like, and yeah, I mean yeah. as a captain of the of a football club, right? Doesn't not just Arsenal, uh, you 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 cannot be late f- for meetings. Ah, uh, that's just unprofessional. And not to the freaking North London. North London. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't the first time. That's the thing. So I oh, think yeah. Adada was actually being lenient. But then he just—I yeah. think he just had drop. But line I mean, I would—I would argue that which manager will have the balls to drop their best player, arguably their best player, uh, for a yeah, big match like that? Not many yeah. people. So I think fair play, and he got the result. That's the best thing about this. Yeah, and honestly, yeah, that, that was yeah, that was the. But if they, but if they lost, everyone would have. Correct. Like, exactly. Yeah, so I would not have. Uh, I would not. No, have I think okay. No, the thing is, yeah, you you are not the majority of the Arsenal fan base, unfortunately. Like I, I would, I can see Arsenal fans just jumping on the why didn't we start yeah. on the yeah. trade? Like, but I, I disagree with that. I mean, like you have to, like regardless of the result, there has to be like some kind of consensus that people are going to be disciplined when it comes to training sessions, when it mm-hmm. comes to meetings. Mm-hmm. Like professionalism is 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 the base is the basis uh, of any kind of success at a football club. Mm. So when yeah. your captain infringes on that rule multiple times, then yeah lah, like yeah, there's no, there can't be any complaints, and it doesn't seem like Obama took it too seriously because he was pretty imagine, smiley. Imagine imagine him getting stuck in traffic with his like flashy Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, they they showed a picture of it on Twitter. Quite oh funny, God. honestly. Wait, it was a real like actual picture. Or yeah, like, yeah, oh <laughs> yeah. It was his. I think they recognized his car. That's then, so like, like he just uh, stuck there for like forty minutes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. but Speaking. yeah, but yeah, fair play to Arteta. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good thing, something you have to highlight, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of London clubs, we also have Chelsea this week. Uh, I guess beating Atletico Madrid two 0 and advancing to the next stage of the Champions League. Something that only me and Vikas and Arjun are dreaming of at this point. So, <laughs> <laughs> How ironic! I, <laughs> so I guess we need to kind of give credit to the players and especially I I would say standout player for me was Kante. Yeah. You all see that run in the last minute. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was yeah. made. Luck bursting. The tank he has is insane. <laughs> he was everywhere on the pitch. Uh. <laughs> that yeah. was like that was like prime Kante flashback. Uh. Like because he's it, been out of form yeah. for quite a while. Then yeah, that was a classic. That's a vintage Kante performance. Uh. So mm. yeah, fair play to them. Uh. And we we forget about the DM Kante. Right? We talk about NDD rise all this. Yeah. Kante is actually oh, is so underrated. Honestly, the work he does and the amount of. I don't think he was. He won back to back. I don't think he's uh, underrated. I feel like maybe. Oh, there was a point he was deciding the lead title. Sometimes. There was a okay, yeah. okay. There was a point he was actually deciding the lead title. So you can't really say he's underrated. I think he's just. Oh no! In th- I mean, I mean, like this season. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah. I guess him. in that sense, he because Chelsea have tailed off so much. We haven't really been talking about him. So maybe in that sense, yeah. yes. But I don't think he was ever like everyone knew he was a very good player, and that's what I would think. Right, he, mm. he was this. I mean, at that point, you are if you are from he was from what some French second league team. He went to Leicester. And then, like, yeah, he back to back. He he decides. He decided that one player deciding a Premier League title. I mean, there's like no mean feat, lah. I mean, it's 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 just amazing. He's just a, he's he's a class player, lah. And I'm happy for him that he's back in form. After I think I think it's undeniable that he's world class, lah. Like what he's achieved, exactly. And and the ability and like just how like he's like omnipresent on the field. Yeah, at times it's 
he's involved in everything so yeah that's he's a very special kind of player and yeah and, I mean, one more thing i think fair play to tukal i think really I mean, I'm. I know it's like probably a honeymoon phase for him, but his honeymoon phase is like pretty long. <laughs> have to say. I mean, I mean, actually, I can draw parallels to Ole and to. Exactly. Uh, I was thinking. It, I was thinking the same thing. Actually, the same name came to my mind. Like his. I don't know. Ole's honeymoon phase was actually very long, just as Tuchel. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I'm honestly quite nervous to see how they will go. Like, not nervous as a United. I'm talking nervous as a United fan. Like, um, mm. yeah, quite. Dangerous. I honestly feel they may actually go to the. Finals or semi-finals of the Champions League. Like, yeah, I mean, honestly, Porto is a. Poss- we talk about it lah, but I guess Porto is a very doable, <laughs> doable, very winnable match. It's <laughs> the best draw you can get out of it. <laughs> Probably lah. <laughs> yeah. At the quarterfinal Chelsea, stage. I mean, they did it when in 2012 under Di Matteo when they finished like yeah. I don't know fifth, I think eighth or something in the league. Yeah. Then they won the Champions League. Got, I don't know what position. He still got sacked, I think, right? <laughs> he got yeah, sacked. Yeah, but essentially they, the... I think they didn't finish in top four, but they won the Champions yeah, League. Yeah, yeah, still got sacked. So I think Chelsea can do that, <laughs> and. It, Yeah, I wouldn't they, put it past them, because uh, right now they're playing so solid as a team. They don't concede many goals, and yeah, yeah they are very structured, uh, like. And they're not even playing their key yeah. defensive. Like Thiago Silva is not playing, Zuma is not playing much. It's mainly yeah. Christensen, Rudiger. These are players who are left out by Lampard, but for some reason they are rejuvenated. Yeah. I think it's just a fresh start for everyone. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. No, for me, I'm just a very scared about so. next season. Like, I I feel like they are really contenders for the league title the way they're playing. Like, I think sorting mm. out the defensive issues is. A very very important aspect of their game, if they were want if they want to challenge for the league, because I think they have the attacking quality up front. I think defensively they were making a lot of, uh, stu- I mean yeah, I mean stupid mistakes. Like it, it wasn't it was very uncharacteristic of if you look at the quality that they have in their side. So I think it's it, it's honestly for a from I think for United perspective for a City Liverpool perspective I think it's really uh they think they should be looking over their shoulders like Chelsea are are forced to be reckoned with. So, yeah, we should we should give Tuchel credit, and I think as uh, United fans, we should be nervous, lah. Really nervous. Mm-hmm. I guess we don't need to be nervous. You know why? Because because we beat AC Milan one nil. Ole is that the we? I tried. I tried a segue there, but okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but honestly, I'm not completely Convinced. on this board of. Uh, we are going to win the Europa League now that I guess big teams like Tottenham are out, but Maybe. it's a good result for AC Milan out, lah. AC Milan out. Yeah, AC Milan out. It's a big. Yeah, I mean, okay, we see, shows, I mean, we, we shows Latan who's the real problem. Exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, Latan <laughs> puts it lah. Like Latan said in the interview that yes, we uh, he he agrees that the team is better than what it was when he left, but we need trophies to show for it. And I agree with what he says. Mm. We need to. We need to stamp our authority. Win at least one trophy, either be it the Europa League or be it the FA Cup. We have to win something. Like I, I mean, he, I'm pretty sure Ole will not get sacked even if we go trophyless this season, because I think second is, unless some, I mean, things really go south. I don't really see us bottling a top four place. Okay, I think Bramwood at this point will back me up on this. We beat West Ham like. He saw us yeah, losing to West Ham. I'm more on the boat of we can cement it off. Yeah, like I'm more on it, but yeah. I'm not completely on. Correct, it. correct. But I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. in football, like a few results can just like uh, change the whole mm-hmm. mood in the club. So right now, I think it's on the ascendancy, and uh, it looks quite promising. We are definitely in a very good position. I think the AC Milan game, I watched the highlights. Generally, it was quite evenly matched. I think just um, you need a you need a moment of brilliance from a, a world class player, Pogba. and Pogba provided yeah. that. So fair play. I think yeah. yeah, he's been like even okay to be fair with Ole with the resources he's had, he has done pretty well so far. Uh, I won't be surprised if we meet Arsenal at some point in time. 
I I can see I can see I think we well, we played Canada right and we were talking about how Canada is one of we are projected to meet in the finals, finals because yeah. they yeah. they do the draw for semi finals and finals also exactly mm. so like uh, I mean we talked about Canada as like one of the relegation threatened teams in La Liga I think Bravo <laughs> freely mentioned and then yeah <laughs> we happened to get a big hell of <laughs> this is their this is their first Europa League appearance and they are in the quarterfinals yeah yeah fair play so yeah. that's pretty impressive yeah yeah they're, they're a good team they're a good team as in I think any To be honest, even for like the Champions League, you talk about Chelsea and Porto. I mean, Porto might be a weaker team or whatever. I think any any mm. uh, team that actually progresses that far in the tournament is a tricky team, and there's no easy easy draw in my book. Like that's what I feel at least. So yeah. I saw something this week actually. Like apparently, if you win the Europa League, you get like six million or something. Oh, okay. But just to qualify for the group stages of the Champions League, you get like twenty million. Wow. Which just further shows the gaping like like the gap lah in like both leagues. And they're going to create one new league for the ninth place onwards or something, eight to ninth, huh? some conference league, yeah, Euro- European conference. <laughs> what? League. Apparently, Liverpool may be are projected to fall into that. I, I love it. Uh, yes. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I think I think they should go. Which this. which is good. For, yeah, but I'm side tracking lah. But anyway, it just shows more, like disparity within Europe and around the world. Also, I guess in football that they are creating so many like classes of leagues. But I guess that's the is one thing. The best can play the best. So. I I guess it's just commerce. It's just to get money, honestly. Probably, <laughs> yeah. That's like yeah. The, it's like a business perspective, probably. And I mean, okay, honestly, yeah. it also gives some incentive for the clubs at the lower half of the table to actually push for those kind of sports because that is like a higher mid table spot for a lot of these uh, mm. relegation that mm-hmm. you know, like usually quite as like people who are safe from like like these teams who are safe from relegation, right? It incentivizes them to push harder for these eighth and ninth places. If what Pramod is saying is true, lah, I'm not sure eighth or ninth, but basically after Europa League, that the next few positions. Yeah, yeah, but even then, like the... especially for a league like the Premier League, maybe like a club like I don't know, um, South. Especially Africa. someone like Liverpool goes in. Yeah, Liverpool. There'll be so much yeah, yeah. incentive to watch the Liverpool, league. Liverpool. So like even the lesser, the slightly lesser clubs like what Southampton or like maybe Newcastle have a breakout yeah. season next season or something like mm-hmm. it, it could. They really, get chance to yeah, go. Yeah, really Europe, incentivizes. They, it really like. There's like a proper objective. Like I mean, honestly, for a mid-table club, right, what incentive do they have? Apart, I mean, yes, uh, not getting relegated is a very good achievement. Yes, but finishing mm-hmm. eighth and maybe okay, maybe there's a difference in the amount of money you get for every position you feel uh, like you finish every position higher you finish. But apart from that, there isn't no like there isn't any like additional competition kind of incentive you have, and I think this is a good avenue for that lah. Hmm. Yeah. So I think with that we can like quickly touch on some of the. Key draws of this week. We kind of talked about United versus Granada, but I don't think that's significant compared to what we are going to talk about now. So, I guess quarterfinal draws for the European Champions League. So the first one was Man City versus Dortmund, and then the second one was Porto versus Chelsea, Bayern versus PSG, a repeat of last season's final, and then we got Madrid versus Liverpool, which kind of reminds me of the Carrius blunder and the Mo Salah <laughs> shoulder dislocations. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> these are giving some good throwbacks. I guess City vs Dortmund. I can say we are good uh, meeting for Sancho and Pep. Sancho has a good opportunity to show Pep what he was actually made of, and how he made a big mistake or let him go. Mm-hmm. But I think other than Porto vs Chelsea, every single other match is going to be interesting to see. There's no clear favorite, I would say, in every other draw. What do you think? Uh, okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I feel Dortmund. Okay, let me let me give my predictions quickly. Dortmund are going to dismantle City as usual. Uh, nothing new there. 
and then uh, <laughs> okay. oh, dismantle yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. they're going to get dismantled haland is just going to tear through uh, pep's defense that's too that's too i forgot about okay, yeah <laughs> <laughs> no nah, just uh, i know uh, but i just no for some reason i'm thinking they surely they can't not qualify for the semi finals for oh, final i i feel like over. that's like uh, okay to be fair <laughs> I, i feel like city have the second i would go as far as to say they are the second easiest draw after chelsea like i mm. like okay what i mean is chelsea got porto actually even liverpool doesn't look that threatening honestly yeah yes but liverpool are on that day i think they have a higher incentive to actually go ahead in the champions league so they are still very uh, very yeah, good that's a good point they have yeah. a very good team and i don't know how far van dijk is from it and we don't have a liverpool fans to actually clarify that with but i don't think he would play like i don't <laughs> know if he played this season but if he does i think it, it is really good incentive like and they are quite dangerous they are still very dangerous okay uh, so ca- coming back to the results right uh, so dortmund will win porto will actually upset chelsea i see this coming i feel like tuckles run will uh, tuckles honeymoon run will come to an end at some point and i think porto it will be good to see arne dog team going that far la the last time i remember mm-hmm. porto was under mourinho so it will be good and that uh, for porto just a special shout to pepe and the right page of 38 the man is uh, just amazing he he's commanding his he's showing his experience and class at even at this age like he he really shows that he was a madrid player he has won many many things and i'm i'm happy for him like he's doing so well at this age and uh, okay then moving on to bayern psg right bayern psg yeah. i think bayern is too bayern are too strong la there is too strong lewandowski is a mad guy he could not just rip them apart uh, madrid liverpool Madrid, Liverpool. Okay, I, I think to be honest, Madrid are a better place than Liverpool. That's the truth. But Liverpool, mm-hmm. you never know. You can never discount Liverpool, especially when they can go all in. I think they don't have. A, I don't think they have. A, they can make it to Europe in the league. So I think they'll probably call concentrate on the Champions League more. And uh, yeah, probably they are still quite dangerous. So so by your thing, there will be a kind of a, so Dortmund, Porto, Bayern, and Madrid lah. By your yeah, predictions. probably this mm-hmm. this my prediction. Yeah, I mean, you can never predict anything, lah. But yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> Arjun, do you have any contradicting mm. suggestions? I think City will go through, so that's like my mm. first contradiction. I, I I think Chelsea will go through, but mm. other than that, yeah, the the rest to the other. But the rest, I think I I agree. Yeah, but yeah, I agree yeah. with the point that Liverpool on their day are so dangerous that you can't discount them completely. Plus, yeah, they need mm. they need to they need to win the Champions League uh, to like secure Champions League pretty much. So it's like mm-hmm. it's like do or die for them. So like, yeah, that's not a team that you want to face. I also feel PSG may suddenly do something against Bayern because they got kind of projected to the finals and then they I don't think they they didn't get outclassed. It was a one nil defeat, but they kind of there are so much expectations on Haaland and Neymar. They didn't perform, and I don't know when they when you face the same team again. especially a team that has already won i don't know if that team would have the same winning mentality i mean definitely they'll go for the win lah but hmm. i feel like they can do something lah but i was still i was still say you beat, bayern you beat neymar and mbappe still. right sorry you, you said you said haaland and neymar no i said neymar and mbappe no, no i think okay, you said yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just just okay, yeah, just yeah. in case we but yeah what do you got you sorry sorry yeah yeah no that that was that was what i was going to say lah yeah, yeah. but yeah so it's going to be a good when is it is it in april or something it's probably Yeah, Six April weeks. after the international break, probably. Yeah, like no one wants to. Oh yeah, no one wants to see the international break. But like, uh, yeah, players get injured, but okay. I don't know whether Neymar will be back by then. That's that's a huge question. <laughs> oh, he's still doing his uh, 
sister's birthday stuff <laughs> probably <laughs> okay so can we move on to the next segment yep yep okay so i think this is the segment that we have like regular throughout our you know our weekly weekly podcast and this is shouts from the stands and last week we actually asked what is the best ucl winning team on our insta page and we got a overwhelming amount of responses and we would like to you know discuss a bit about those and so the first one that we like to talk about is a rather our start off is someone a few people actually responded with barca 0809 and the 1011 season also uh mainly they are joel underscore who at charan dot 12 and at prof underscore 20 so thanks for your responses and yeah so pasa oero night was a def- was a nightmare for me because at that young age of watching menu dominate every game in the league and then you go to pasa and you see messi winning a header against vidic and scoring <laughs> you see a 1.69 meter tall attacking midfielder or striker false nine player winning a header against one of your best defenders it was a bit of a like a wake up call to show how how the next the next like level at barca were at that point and that was i think the first few seasons of guardiola in barca so shown how long he has come and also you know we have never seen a team that do- actually dominated like what joel underscore who says a team that never dominated football in the manner that they did and made opponents look like they were like some schoolboys playing football and definitely we cannot miss another thing that joel has raised about prime savi iniesta and busquets cuz yeah they were like the golden midfielders of i would say this generation or maybe even the past two generations yeah so yeah definitely is 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 a huge it's a very good shout barca away or nine and yeah do you all have anything to add yeah i think the <clears throat> spain's dominance was actually built on this uh away or nine team la. like they won the euros in 08 and then the world cup in then it was primarily made up of barca mm. and, and especially barca were especially strong then so like like the heartbeat of in the midfield was made up of uh, barca players so i think yeah it's a very very valid shout la mm-hmm. yes and then the next big uh, shout that we had was something that i actually kind of resonated with but i wasn't that watch them play and witness all all of it live but it was the 98 99 Manchester United which was raised by at T Howen and at Steph at underscore Steph CU underscore <laughs> okay <laughs> but there was a uh, one of the earliest memories i would say in terms of watching youtube videos and knowing all these big players for united but the 99 treble winning season is is what they actually i think sort of cemented our current managers legendary status because he actually came on and scored the winning goal and I will never forget the commentary that what came out of the match but I think one thing Steph's you has actually raised is the importance of us coming out of the challenging group that season because we had Bayern and Barcelona in our group and then we played Inter Milan and Juventus afterwards and then Bayern Milan again in the final which of course I can never forget so that was a very big achievement that I didn't think actually was true until it was pointed out so definitely that is I think something very recognizable and acknowledgeable in this day and age that you can come out of such a strong group i think in this day and age with the antics of fifa and all this the, the political issues i don't even think there would be a group where all three big teams would be in one, one group they probably do something to make sure it doesn't happen like that but the fact that we came out of the group and you know 
we had like like what Steph Hughes says again. We had position. Every position had strong players, and okay, he says. We also had the indisposable gaffer OGS, but, <laughs> but uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't know if it was indisposable. I mean, he was a substitute, but okay. <laughs> he is. Yeah, at the end of the day, very good, la. <laughs> Okay, that, yeah, but at, at the end of the day, he's, he's definitely one of the best double winning teams, especially because now this day and age, people like I don't know. A lot of people try to claim the Community Shield and the Emirates Cup as part of trophies. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we got to give credit to a team that won PL and Champions League in the same season. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I think <laughs> or adding on to what they said. Okay, first of all, T. T. Howard, thanks for coming back after your <laughs> after your few episode hiatus. I mean, you you are a super fan. We really missed you. <laughs> okay, yeah, coming back to the footballing side. Uh, yeah, I think uh, one of the most iconic partnerships. I mean, yeah, Sosja was substitute. I think was. Uh, uh Dwight uh, Andy Cole and Dwight York so i think that was primarily why we were able to achieve so much success uh that season i think winning a treble is no mean i mean no easy feat and i think like that was a proper treble like not these uh, league cups and i think league cups i mean yeah they are respectable trophies but end of the day you win the champions league you win the league and you win another league you win a league, league cup league cup on top of that that's to me is a real achievement and Yeah, I think this yeah. is an iconic United side, lah. I mean, I mean, you you see City winning the domestic treble the past two seasons, exactly past season, yeah. and you don't recognize it to this level, right? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's much much higher to do it because, like, first of all, winning the league itself is no easy feat, and you win the league, and on top of that, you win the Champions League. You're like the best team in your own country, the best team in across Europe. Like, I mean, that is just, uh, yeah, that's just very very impressive, and like, it's very hard to top that. So to me, like, uh. Yeah, I think it's a very good shot by both uh, T Howard and Steph Curry. Even though I, I think none of us, I think all of us are about the same age, so probably none of us are watching, actually watch them mm. play. But uh, probably only heard and maybe watch videos on YouTube. So yeah, very good shot indeed. Yeah. yeah. So thanks guys for that shot. I'm so happy that my club has been part of this. <laughs> <laughs> and so our next shot, I think Arjun will have some has some like. Uh, Points to raise, but it was the Liverpool O four O five, and the eighteen nineteen team that's been suggested by at m dot adesh mir. Thanks for your response. So, Arjun, so what do you feel about the O five O five? I think it was the same. Was it the same season as the Invincibles, or was it one after? I think one after. One after. So you could do you see do you, were you able to draw comparisons between both of them in terms of their dominance and how they were like sort of the one season wonder? Okay, lah. Maybe Invincibles one season wonder is a bit of a stretch, but. If you, like I'm trying to say, could you see that development during the invisible seasons that, and you you saw them projecting to be this Champions League winning or this dominant team the next season after? I think part of the appeal of that that uh, win was that not many people expected it. They didn't really have a quality team. Uh. It was more like players like Gerard, like there's a few players lifting that team, and yeah, I mean I think that's one of the I think Gerard had one of the best individual performance you'll ever see. On the yeah. on the European stage, uh. proper captain performance. Yeah, honestly, he brought that. He clawed. Whoa. He clawed them back. Uh. Um, Wasn't so, he like eighteen or something at that point? Like he was barely twenty one, right? Huh? He, was he was pretty so young. young. Yeah, he was yeah. so young. Wait, let me just get that. He was pretty I, young, but I don't think he was that young. As in, okay, yeah, okay, okay you can't even. I'll Google this. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of like, uh, like you know, against the odds, then yeah, like, definitely. I mean, you are like three nil down at half time. <laughs> then you come back mm. against that Milan side as well. Like, 
Yeah. Their Milan yeah, side, yeah. like the the entire first eleven, they're all they're all certified legends. Uh. they're all world class. Yep. Like you cannot, and the fact that they were able to come back against them, yeah, I mean, it's it's the nothing play- short of a miracle. The uh. players they and, had, I mean, sorry, sorry to cut you off, like, like uh, they had Kaka, they had Crespo. Their their defense was who? Uh, Maldini was there, right? Yeah, Maldini Nesta, sure. I think. Maldini yeah, Nesta, Mal- like Nesta I mean, there. literally every position they have you covered in there. Their keeper was was a very good guy. Dida, is Dida, it? yeah, yeah, Dida, correct. Like literally, world class player at every position. And Liverpool, you compare it man to man, they're nowhere near lah. They had Jamie Carragher, yeah. Jimmy. Don't Tarr- forget they had Seedorf also. Uh. Yeah, I completely forgot about Seedorf. Yeah. That guy is that guy is so underrated. Uh. Absolutely, <laughs> absolute powerhouse. Uh. That that is Traore if he if he knew how to play football. <laughs> But, okay, anyway, <laughs> wait, Seedorf was what was his that what was his uh, attribute again? Was he Known for his like, he was, aggression, or like was he more of a technical? Like he's very well built, ah. Uh, like he has a physical presence, ah. Uh, like in that sense. Mm. Plus, he, yeah, he he had pace. He had, he was he's just yeah, he was a mas machine, ah. Uh, like I don't know how to. Like I think he's the only player to win the Champions League with three different clubs or something like that. Oh my god, three different. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. That's insane. Uh. Yeah, just one thing yeah, I like to add, ah. Uh, like I watch the O four O five comeback every time. On YouTube, and as a, even as a United fan, I still get goosebumps. I have no idea why. Uh, yeah, United <laughs> fans, please don't throw shade at me. But yeah, I still get goosebumps. I don't know. It's why. probably the manner at which like, yeah you would never expect that to happen, and then <laughs> Alonso misses a penalty, yeah. gets a rebound, and he scores, and then the celebration. Oh, it's just like yeah. all the emotions and the like, iconic like, commentary. I mean, like uh, what would was Peter? <laughs> it was just the it was just everything just yeah, played it just played in synergy. It was so good to watch. Like I mean. You, I know I'm not, I'm supposed to like despise my biggest rivals doing well, but uh, yeah, it, it was just amazing. Credit was, is due, yeah. Credit, yeah, to give them credit where credit is due, lah. And yeah, one more thing, uh, Gerard was 25, so he wasn't 21 exactly, but okay, 25 la. is still uh, very. I I just I just feel like that was a very young Gerard, but okay, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's still young, I guess. But yeah, 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 I mean, fair enough. Not as young. No, no, I mean, yeah, fair play. Still, mm. whatever age he was, is impressive to captain a Liverpool team to Champions League. And I guess we can also quickly talk about the eighteen nineteen Liverpool squad, but I guess that's more relevant if our Liverpool fans were here because they are the most best uh, representation. Yeah. But I guess yeah, definitely. Arjun, you want to say something or? I would say? yeah. So like in a way, it's similar because they were on the brink of getting eliminated, like three nil down against Barca, and then ah, <laughs> coming back. Parallel. Yeah, there's a pa- like so I feel like. In terms of it being an against the odds story, yeah, definitely one of the best stories are o four o five and as well as the eighteen nineteen season. But mm. if you are talking about who, 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 which team played ones. the best football, right? For me, it's hard to look past o eight o nine Barca. Like, yeah, I just I can't I can't yeah, think of any like, other team. Uh. <laughs> like I said, Messi scored a header. <laughs> When does it ever happen? <laughs> yeah, I. I Okay, I mean not just about the header, just the football. In the sense, that's that's how they can rip your defense apart. That the shortest player on the pitch can beat Vidic and Ferdinand to a header. And yeah, I understand carry that. Carry pass, carry pass, Vendors. Ah, so just that. Yeah. yeah, the style of football, ah, and like just the way they dominated, <laughs> insane. Ah, like yeah, I don't think anything comes close comes close to that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. So anything else, you guys, want to add? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, thanks for participating, guys. So just remember to. Keep a lookout on our Instagram page at the next team SG and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, get a chance to get we stand a chance to get featured on our show on a weekly basis uh, by answering the fan questions we have for this segment. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ramu, you can take over. So moving on to the penultimate seg- segment of the week. So L of the week, I think it's 
quite a standout answer. <laughs> has to be has to be Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. It's happened again. <laughs> it's happened again. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I love you... them. Uh. They they are they exists they exist solely to help Arsenal fans with their depression. Uh. <laughs> it's like like you know like we, the fact that we lost to Olympiacos is completely overshadowed. <laughs> like nobody cares because Spurs got knocked out. <laughs> to be fair, I mean like even if because because you guys went through, I think it doesn't really matter that like, you guys lost. No, like because as an Arsenal fan, I was quite disappointed with how we played. Uh. Like mm. it was pretty poor. Like, and and like in terms of long term, like. We can't keep playing like this and expect to win the Europa League. Uh. Fair enough. It's what I'm trying to say. Like, all the big chances fell to us yet we lost one nil at home, and that's not good enough. Uh. Yeah, yeah. In I my think opinion. it's fair. I think it's just Spurs. Like, it's written in like their signature that you are this club. You can never aspire. <laughs> like, you can aspire, but you will never become another big like club in London like Chelsea. Yeah. You know, I have like a... one. Of, one of my friends said uh, <laughs> made this analogy. Uh, like. Mourinho is like a serial winner. Like he he wins wherever he goes, and then you have Tottenham, the perennial bottlers. Uh. when you combine uh, that, you get an unstoppable like, force meeting an immovable object. Uh. That's the <laughs> so it's like it's like cancelling out of like the two powerful forces yeah. in yeah. football. Yeah, so that's why the league the league cup final. I'm really quite interested to see what happens. Uh. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. Game. But do you guys think Mourinho deserves to get like sacked? Do you think he's done I, enough? I, I think actually if, speak. Speaking about that, I saw Nagelsmann actually touted for the job. Like the odds are seven seven to one, which is not, which is quite possible. So I mean, well, I'm actually quite scared about that. Uh. I think Nagelsmann will do a great job. Uh. Yeah, 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 if there's something brewing there about Nagelsmann, then perfect fit actually knows, for me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know Prowl will be damn sorry that United didn't get him, but <laughs> yeah, la, But but I think in terms of the COVID situation and stuff, I don't think they will sack him in terms of. They have to pay all the, like, I think the financial st- side of it. So, yeah, I the payout that. is huge apparently. Yeah, Mourinho has this clause that states he has if it's, if they sack him before the contract ends, he has to get like a lot of money. So, I don't know if Tottenham would do that. But oh, signing Mourinho right now is just like doing a deal with the devil. Honestly, like <laughs> he like yeah, he knows that he knows that things either. can go wrong with under him. So he puts a, a clause that conveniently pays him a bucket load of money if he gets sacked. Uh. Yeah. What if this was his master plan? What if he purposely doing this so he can get the money? Wow. <laughs> Settle his retirement retirement life. Huh? <laughs> Football unsolved mysteries. Right here. Wow. Okay, I think that also brings us to the final segment of the podcast. So dub of the week. I think we can all say it goes to one of one of the Real Madrid players, Sergio Ramos, one of the long-standing servants of the club. Who scored his fifteenth UCL goal? And I, I didn't even know this. Uh, he has more goals in the Champions League than R nine Ronaldo, David Villa, and Zidane. That's mad. Yep. Yeah, that's that's very impressive. And I guess he once again pops up to be one of these defenders that can possibly play anywhere at the in the in in front of the keeper. Like. he probably can play DM, right back, left back. <laughs> he he gives me that vibes, but and he's linked to Manu Varane as well. So. <laughs> Cross, cross my fingers. Both of them come in from. So yeah, so so you're thinking Zidane is just going to give you his centre back pairing, lah. Just no, yeah, just take it. His contract ends, and Varane is has been linked for a while. So it's not out of this world to think that. Both but of them Ramos has been linked to your club for eternity, and it's never happened. No, but now his contract is ending. This is a, so it's, <laughs> I don't know. And, and, and he yeah, said he's. I think I, there's been rumours that he's leaving, right? I don't know. I mean, sure. to be there's fair, always been rumours that he's for leaving. Me, for me, for me, uh, I I honestly just think that he uses United as a prop to get. Better wages, uh, at Real Madrid. Mm. 
I don't know. But no, because I really feel there's a chance because of his contract ending. There's this last season. His contract, contract has been running out for, for 10 years, day. he's still there. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, for like me, he just, uh, in the end, he just extends his contract. <laughs> uh. So uh, maybe maybe now that he's older, maybe he wants to move somewhere else. I, I wouldn't put it past it. Bro. I wouldn't put it past him. Uh. But I just feel like he's so linked with Madrid. Like he is the face of that club uh, in, in many ways. Hmm. I just feel ah, like I he, he's very, he would be very motivated to stay uh, if the wages. The wage demands are matter. That's what I feel. Mm-hmm. For me, if like... Because you want... Yeah, no, for me, if mm. Mbappé can be linked to Liverpool, I think anyone can sign for anyone. La. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> but sure, Mbappé, whatever but, you want no, to believe, bro. But to be honest, the Mbappé to Liverpool is not like out of this I world. don't... Do you really think, I mean, do you think that Liverpool can actually afford to sign him? Like, uh, if they sign Salah, Salah... I, I would say that they have been saving up for him. That's my argument. To me personally, I don't think Liverpool are that kind of club that will actually... Go. I, I mean, I mean yes, uh, they spend 70 million on Van Dijk, but that's, I think that's, that's as far as they will go. I think Mbappe at this day and age will be worth like 200-300 million. Uh, and I don't know if mm. Liverpool have that kind yeah, of money I mean, to purchase. The thing is, whether Mbappe goes to Liverpool or not, doesn't change the fact that Sergio Ramos going to Man United is unlikely. Uh. No, I'm just saying, if that is if you're telling me that's a rumour, I think this, this is also a decent rumour to have. I mean, it's, yeah, so they're both rumours, so you're agreeing with me. Yeah, yeah, it is room. <laughs> I mean, I'm not telling you you're going to sign uh, Ramos tomorrow. La. I like to be linked with all the people also. I mean, I want Sancho, I want Kulibali, I want I want all the good players to come. Do you, do you think... Do you Imagine think, Ramos who, who do you prefer, actually? Oh my God. Uh, who do you prefer, actually? Ramos or Sancho? What do you think is the, the uh, bigger priority right now? I think Sancho la, for me. Our right wing is gapingly empty. Okay, I, okay I have an argument for um, Ramos, actually. Okay, so the thing is, right, you see the way we, we set up so I was talking to I don't know who I was talking to okay, I wasn't talking to you guys okay never mind anyway uh, <laughs> you see our current defense with uh, Lindelof and Maguire right I feel like they are not good enough and that's why Ole has to play McTominay and Fred in front of them and because of mm. that right our midfield our midfield mm. can be a bit um, quite can be quite stagnant at times like, and it's not I feel like that's the reason why you are reliant more on the front four if you want to put it I feel like if you want mm. another player in midfield to actually join the attack and uh, play more expensive guess, football, like what uh, Pramod wants to see or even I want to see, you need a, a higher quality defender. And in order to have a higher quality, if you have a higher quality defender like Ramos there, if you have Ramos and Maguire, and Ramos has pretty decent pace to go with him. So That's a very good, wow, that'd be a very good punishment. Exactly. Oh so you have Ramos and Maguire. Ramos, number one. Ramos, the Van Dyke, then Maguire exactly. is the Gomez. So if oh, both be... of them have it, right? I mean, both, if you have both these players, right, you can uh, bench one of uh, either McTominay or Fred. I think you should, have, you should still have this uh, ball-winning midfielder in one of them. And you can play an attacking player, maybe like, I don't know, Pogba if he stays or Van Der Beek or whoever is going to be there who is going to provide the creative spark in midfield. And in that way, right, we are more attacking. We can, like Prama puts it, we can get more consistent results. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I think it'll be, it we will be a step closer to challenging the title, I feel like. We are getting, like, you can almost smell the title if Ramos comes in to me, like, at least. So that's why I would choose Ramos over Sancho. I don't know how we made this to be another United yeah but to be fair Arjun asked the question I guess yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay lah but yeah. it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a good uh, idealistic future lah to see Maguire and Ramos but anyway so that's double the week Ramos with his 15th UCL goal and with that we have come to the end of our podcast and then uh, if you guys want to check out our social media channels on Instagram and follow us on Spotify as well. As I say at the start, it takes one point 
how many seconds? One point six. One point six. One point six seconds <laughs> to click on that follow or subscribe button on YouTube. So please do that. Please stay attached, stay um, up to date with the latest football news from the TNT podcast, and we will come to you with more hot football topics over the next few episodes. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.